Due to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. My Invisalign has... I have taken out my Invisalign. I have taken out my Invisalign, and this is the album. radio show you never knew you needed you're welcome my name is juno tempest i am your host of this show right here on radio free brooklyn every sunday from 4 to 5 p.m i have two guests in the studio today uh yeah let's start with our our uh our guest right here hello i'm hazel i am from manhattan and a very sad tran currently living in Brooklyn. Oh, a sad tran in Brooklyn. <laughs> and you are? Fox Coker. No, I don't think I might. Are you a sad boy? No. I don't, is, is, yeah. Yeah? I, yeah, you are a sad boy? What? <laughs> uh, let's see here. What? Which Which one are we? Right there. That right. one? Oh, there we go. Now you're my All right, cool. I, I have, uh, I opened the show with Billie Eilish, bad guy, because I am uh, something of a bad guy in the trans community uh, from time to time. Uh, it's, it's really funny. Um, also, a bad guy in the trans community is... Uh, Natalie Wynn, also known as ContraPoints. Currently public enemy number one. (laughs) uh, As determined by non-binary folk, which, (laughs) y'all, I love you, but can we not, can we not fucking dogpile on each other? Like, yeah. So I'm, I'm... the discourse, the discourse, the tea is uh, scalding, honey. Uh, I'm going to read this uh, this screenshot from the Twitter before Natalie Wynn, like, uh, like, deleted her fucking Twitter account because she was, like, she received, like, this non-binary dog pile, like, so bad that she decided to deactivate her Twitter account must have been pretty bad because she's got the thickest skin probably of anyone in the trans community (laughs) yeah yeah i'm right up there with her you know solidarity natalie uh so she she posted this on uh it looks like september 1st at 204 a.m that might be like some okay that's it was like uh i don't know whatever this is have oh so Deanna Trage, who is a uh, like a pretty well known uh, trans woman 
journalist. She writes for Vice. She's written for Broadly, which I guess is Vice now. She's done too. amazing work. She she does. Uh, she does amazing work. Um, check out Deanna Tourget on uh, on all the social media. Deanna Tourget wrote, Sometimes it's funny when you're the only trans person in a space where everyone is announcing their pronouns. That's a pronoun circle. Like, it gets to you, and a hush falls over the room, and you can just, like, check your phone because only cis people need to be working on their pronoun game. And then Natalie, ContraPoints, uh, posted, This has happened to me before in hyperwoke spaces. Okay, that's number one. She shouldn't say hyperwoke, I guess, because that's triggering. It's triggering. <laughs> like... Oh, you you think hyperwoke is a a slur? I'm gonna show you hyperwoke. It's like a little condescending at worst. Like exactly. Like that's it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like AMAB and AFAB being slurs. Have Wait, you people heard say that? Yep. come again? <laughs> yep. I've literally had someone come to my face and say like using theyfab is a slur, and I'm like, <laughs> really? How would you describe yourself? I'm a non-binary person. Great, but I'm a I'm a a trans person who is talking about a group of trans people and I make it very abundantly clear to any cis person I'm around uh in any official capacity that like it's only okay when I say it. Only trans people get to talk shit about trans people. But I also like to keep it cute. So like, you know, whatever. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm a beacon in the trans community. Uh, me, Juno Tempest, uh, Dr. Juno Tempest at genre reassignment, Brooklyn's only trans open mic. The Messiah of the trans community. Messiah her. Messiah her. Messiah her. Um, so Natalie goes on to say, like, it's me and a bunch of cis women, and we all have to go in a circle saying she, her, because I'm there. Which is, it fucking sucks. Yeah. It fucking sucks. And I've been in her position before. It wasn't fun. Yeah, like, no, it's not. And I don't dare open my mouth about it. <laughs> so, so Natalie continues, there's this paradox where I can go to a sports bar in North Carolina and be mismammed all night, no question. But in self-consciously trans-inclusive spaces, I have to explain my pronouns and watch woke people awkwardly <coughs> correct themselves every time they say, you guys. Dude. Who the fuck cares? I say dude all the time. I never said it before I transitioned. I don't know. I worked in daycare. We did not say you guys. We said friends. Friends, yeah. Friends. Come on, let's go, friends. I switched back and forth <laughs> yeah. between the two, honestly. But like... Like, if someone doesn't want me to... But I'm not friends, because this is New York City, and we're transsexuals. Exactly. So fuck off. <laughs> fellow transsexuals. <laughs> yes. Fellow transsexuals and guys. Exactly. That's those. That's the new... I, I like ladies and gentle days. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorites. My food. Yeah. My food. <laughs> my oh, food. My, oh, my food. Oh, God. That sounds like you're making fun of really effeminate gay men, and I'm triggered. As a formerly very effeminate gay man, I am triggered. Let's be hyper-woke about it. <laughs> hyper-woke. I think yeah. it's going to be the name of my, like, trans girl 
electro band or something. <laughs> or like hyper woke-ish. Hyper woke-ish, yeah. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't do that because that's that's taking away from uh the TV show Blackish. I've never even heard of right? it. I don't know. It's some like Netflix show or Hulu. I don't I don't <laughs> keep track. So this is what got uh contrapoints in trouble. I guess it's good for people who use they them only and want only gender neutral language. But it comes at the minor expense, minor expense. She wrote minor expense <laughs> of semi passable transes like me. And that's super fucking hard for us. I never heard a single thing from her in that entire tweet about wanting pronoun circles to cease. I didn't hear a single thing about that. Nope. Not a single thing. <laughs> not, not a one. Not a one. She just expressed her experiences and was and then they all turned their heads and attacked <laughs> yeah isn't it lovely lord i just like like someone with the platform they expect them to be super 120 percent awoke 24 7 and if you make even the slightest of a slip up it's on the chopping block for you and I think that's absurd. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm just like, so like, I, I don't know, like I, I came into the discourse like fresh and I had like, there were, there were a couple trans women who were like, yeah, it was super shitty of her. Like I used to be a fan of hers, but now I'm not because blah, de, blah, de, blah. And I'm like, do you have a platform? No. Okay. Well, until I see you doing something for the community at large, educating vast quantities of cis people on yeah. how they're fucking, how, like, how they can do better. Yeah. Because let's be positive. Like, they, they say, see, I'm using they, them pronouns. Oh, it's Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Oh, what's up? <laughs> Lisa Levy, y'all. She's amazing. I'm so looking forward to coming upstairs later and talking with you. Later. Um, so back back to the discourse. Um resume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I just like I really don't have any respect for a person's opinion um, about my like the way that I construct my platform, mm -hmm. the way that I operate my platform. Um, if they're just coming at it as though I'm a horrible person, right? Like. They say you catch more flies with honey. Well, that doesn't actually work because vinegar works really well and some dish soap. Yeah, you can you know? catch more flies with manure. Like, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's you catch more bees with honey. Bees, uh, no, no, bees make honey. Th that makes sense. You catch more flies with honey is the saying. Yeah, you could catch more bears sense. with honey. Yeah. It's about like being sweet and exactly. that's usually wielded toward women because like if I have an opinion and I don't express it just so, then 
I get, you know, I get like shouted down. Like, yeah, it's an open invitation for people to talk down to you. Yeah. And so I have to be very, I have to be very demure, like, like forceful, but in like a, a suggestive way. Like, I suggest you get your shit together because if you don't, we're going to have problems. And I like you so much. I really don't want problems. Let's be friends. Okay. Not a hint of assertiveness is permitted in your voice. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Forming sentences in the form of interrogative sentences, like this is this is actually a declarative sentence, but I'm using an interrogative tone because it makes it seem like I'm asking you rather than telling you. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So, uh, like, I I really have no fucking respect for the opinions of those who like just shit on what I'm doing. Exactly. Like. I I even I, I mentioned to Hazel before the show that I've been I've been organizing uh like I've been organizing and hosting events for a number of years for 7 years since I was living in Germany. There's one woman named Cindy. Oh boy, Cindy, that name. Professor <laughs> Cindy. Name. She's not she's not actually a professor. She's not actually a doctor. She just teaches English in Germany, which, you know, She's been doing it for so long that she's been like grandmothered in. Um, whereas like I couldn't get a job teaching English because I don't have a fucking master's. But also <laughs> I was like 22 when I moved to Germany. So it's understandable that they want to make sure that I know my shit. And right. now I do because I've studied linguistics, blah, blah, blah. But Dr. Cindy took it upon herself to criticize absolutely every single thing I was doing. Um, Bitch fucking, like, she just seemed to have it out for me, but she was like that with everyone, so I knew it wasn't, like, something personal. That was just her personality. Right. Uh, And I finally got fed up. I'm like, Cindy, it seems like you really want this done in a specific way. Are you willing to take on this task for me? Because I would really appreciate delegating this task to you if you feel that you are fit to perform that task. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to get involved. I'm like, okay, then then you you need to shut your mouth. (laughs) You need to shut your mouth. If you're not willing to do something to improve the situation and work with me, then sit the fuck down. And your input's completely useless. Go over there. Completely useless. I don't yeah. need you in my ear because you're not doing anything productive. Fucking sit down. Sit in the corner, Cindy. You're on timeout. <laughs> fuck off. Go in the box of shame. Yes. <laughs> and so I feel that way when I hear uh, when I hear trans people being highly critical of any other trans person with the platform. Like, exactly. Like. When you reach a certain point, like there, there's stuff that's just quite frankly not worth your time and energy. You know, like that's something that can be delegated to someone else. But as someone who's building a platform where there is none, there's nowhere to delegate to until your platform is big enough to expand exactly. and like and give other people like pass pass the torch, so to speak. While still doing your own thing and growing, but letting someone else do the thing you were doing right. before you got big enough to do the big things that you're doing now. Exactly. You know, like I'm I'm looking at acquiring a <laughs> uh, like I'm looking at grants 
for uh, genre reassignment, Brooklyn's only trans open mic. Uh, our the next, only one, really? Well, not anymore, technically, because of uh, circumstances. Oh, boy. Do you know Octavia Leona Coner? The name definitely rings a bell. I feel like I've heard it a ton of times. She and I, she's my best friend of me. I love her and hate her. <laughs> I, I love you, Octavia. Like, um, but she is, she decided that she was going to uh, take the offer that Stephen McEnroe, of, owner of Metropolitan Bar, gave to her. Um, and I, I feel comfortable talking about this now, mostly because I know her show is actually really good. Mm-hmm. And I do go there. So on Tuesday... If you're listening live, come this Tuesday to Metropolitan Bar, 559 Lorimer Street, off the Lorimer L, or Metropolitan G, and you can see me do stand-up on stage at Gender Experts Party, Metropolitan's latest trans uh, and like queer open mic. Uh, but she she co-hosts with Johnny Drago, so it's not specific. It's not mm. trans. In it's not trans only. Right. It's not exclusively trans. It's, you know, partially, partially. It's like mostly, I guess, 50% by There's uh, a one cis person who comes in and ruins it. <laughs> I, I, you know, at the very first show, I was heckled while on stage because I oh, mentioned ketamine and some oh, like, come on, some fucking like Irish dude really did not like that. He called me a horse. <laughs> then clarified that what? he had not called me a horse. In fact, he was saying that ketamine was for horses. <laughs> what kind of crack is this guy on? Ketamine was originally meant as like a veterinary tranquilizer. Elephant tranquilizer. Well, I mean, because I believe, but <laughs> and it's it's because it's because if an elephant stops breathing, it's going to suffocate because there's so much weight. Well, potentially, you know, um, I don't know science, but anyway, it's like ketamine is a really, it's a really good tranquilizer because it does not suppress respiratory function. I think that's why, I don't know if you remember the incident that happened with the boys in Thailand who got trapped in that cave when they were bringing them out of the cave. That's like a year ago or something. They were bringing them out of the cave. Like they were sad to scuba dive under some stuff. It was Mm. like a really like you know, dangerous, like, place to get people out of. But they use ketamine on the kids to get them, like, to, like so they could, like, carry them out and, like, mm-hmm. swim them out and stuff. So they wouldn't be so scared. Yeah. Yeah, ketamine is... Uh, so it can be... It can be dosed very effectively without uh, without suppressing respiratory function, which is why it's such a uh, such a utilitarian sort of... Uh, anesthetic mm-hmm. um and so i like i mentioned this and i was he- like heckled while i was on stage and you know there's video of it so like that's the awesome part about gender experts party they've got like video so you get video which is then sent to you and you can use it for like a reel which is why octavia is doing that because she wants to be on snl <laughs> She wants to be the first trans woman on SNL. That's never been a trans woman on SNL. Damn. Like not in the cast. Shit. Yeah. It's it's a go to boys club. It's a boys club. Rolls uh, eyes all the way into the back of the head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so at any rate, like the platform thing. 
yeah, Octavia hosts Gender Experts Party with Johnny Drago at Metropolitan Bar. I host uh, genre reassignment at Branded Saloon every third Monday. Our next show is going to be on Monday, September 16th. We have a an Asian-American, transmasculine, non-binary comic by the name of Jess Tom, who has been featured on NBC and Comedy Central. NBC. NBC. <laughs> I yeah. can't resist. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm glad you, you did not resist because that's awesome. NBC. Yeah. The NB channel. There we go. There we go. Fuck you, Tina Fey. I love you. Hire me as a writer to make sure you don't make bad trans jokes in everything you do. Wait, she did. Oh, I wouldn't pay attention to her. What? Tell me the tea. Spill it. Oh, <laughs> she's just she just likes putting cis dudes in dresses. Oh, uh, one of those people. As huh? like, yeah, as like a like a low form of comedy. I'm like, nah, that's not, that's not a cute look. Like, stop, stop. I mean, like people talk about all the time about how like it's a joke. Calm down. And I'm like. Well, yeah, but, like, would you think it's a joke if, like, for example, let's say that it's a white person was played by, like, an Asian person? I'm guessing you would probably flip your shit over that. But when yeah. it's a cis person playing a trans person, you find no flaw at all with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tracy Jordan in drag, like, all the time. <laughs> like, making Tracy Jordan cross-dress all the time. Like, even fucking, uh, you know, like... I. A black man cross-dressing is, uh, I can't, I can't really even say that because I, I don't want to be like called a racist, but like I, it, it feels to me, you know, in my like whiteness, like that might be damaging to black trans women and don't say <laughs> in, inform <laughs> the opinions of other cis people that like, black trans women are just men in dresses which is not the case black trans women are like trans women of color are the most at risk yeah. for uh violence and nobody like, perpetrated against them and this is like an epidemic too this is it like is. something that's I, not mainstream to talk about either i don't even keep track of the numbers because it's so upsetting to Same. me how many trans women of color are murdered same. Around the world, but specifically in the U.S., yeah, like it is astronomical. It's really a, it's like I remember hearing about like this year at Pride that there was a um woman who tried to stop. It was like the day the night before Pride, and this woman at Stonewall tried to take like ten seconds, just ten motherfucking seconds, to take a list out and read some names of trans women who have been murdered this year. And you know what the cis fucking gays do? You know what they do? They just call the cops on her, I shit you not, for spoiling the fun. For spoiling the fun. I mean... Marsha P. Johnson is Marcia rolling P. in her Johnson. grave. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Terrible. she still alive? Marsha P., no, she was murdered. She was thrown over the Hudson River. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's like a whole documentary on Netflix about it. I'm thinking Miss Major. Yeah, no, she's she's alive, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Miss Major is still alive. Fucking... My God. You know, like, yeah, Marsha P. Johnson uh, was also booed off stage um, back in her day for, like, trying to speak out for the rights of trans people. Yep. You know, so 
Good on you, faggots at Stonewall. Yep. I fucking hate that place. I like, I, I like, I, people ask me, oh, have you ever been to Stonewall? It's like the birthplace of the gay rights movement. And I just like, for some reason, never been able to piece together why I have absolutely no fucking interest whatsoever in going there. I just don't. Cause, because like, um, once is like, once is like, you know, trans women are actually taken seriously in the movement, then maybe I'll consider it. But right now, I just, I just can't. <laughs> I, I want to see Stonewall contribute, like, a, like, Create a fund where, like, uh, on on their busiest nights, one percent of their sales goes to like a fund to help trans women of color. And that's uh, like, being generous. One like, percent's not very much. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it's not. It's not very much. But if I feel like if Stonewall really wants to, they can. They could pay reparation to the trans women of color who have. Like whose blood has been shed, who's who have died in the name of like LGBT rights. Absolutely. To like not be fucking hypocrites. And honestly, they can even they the only even... reason that bar is still open is because of black trans like black trans women, trans women of color throwing bricks literally at NYPD. Literally. Are you fucking kidding me. And the fucking joke apology that the NYPD tried to pull out of their ass. Yeah, like, I was just and I was just reading how they got the the cops had a they they went into st- the bar and were stuck in there while while everyone was rioting outside keeping them in there for a while. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, all cops are bastards. Absolutely. All. All. Including your uncle. That's the only aid Including your you stupid need. fucking relative cop. Fuck him too. You know what? He has a choice. <laughs> He has a choice to find another profession. He could become like a self-defense instructor using yeah. his training. Or a he, fireman. He or could he could be a like a, he could be security at you know events. You know, he could do something that like actually helps people in a concerted way rather than like if like systematically endangering the lives of people of color instead of directly supporting the system that puts trans women in men's prisons like yeah, yeah. and then they think they have a fucking place of pride it's funny it's really yeah. cute <laughs> yeah yeah also corporations i you know yeah rainbow no. capitalism is not a thing fuck you i think we need to like just fuck gradually you, get everybody into the you, liberation Bank. queer liberation march because they're the only ones who seem to take pride seriously anymore like none of these people came to pride when it was a protest they all come to it when it's a party which i find interesting i know right like and i used to be <laughs> one of those faggots but then i transitioned and i realized like i i i got a a a good healthy dose of the poison that that lies in wait for you know those who are at the very end of the movement oh yeah those like uh god i at any rate so um like getting back to the the discourse over contrapoints right um because we we could we could talk shit all day about how how the cis gays are like making life a living hell for trans women. I could call out several people. Um but like I'd rather call in Stephen McEnroe of Metropolitan Bar. I'm glad you found your new trans show with your trans flags outside your gay ass fucking bar. <laughs> I love your bar. Um 
just don't don't put uh, fucking don't put a, a bouncer outside your gender neutral bathrooms. Wait, what? Yeah, that sucks. I was told I was too drunk one night when I mentioned to pee? after everyone <laughs> too after, drunk to pee. No, 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 no. Everyone was gone, and I was talking to Steven, and I was like, "Hey, I, you know, I host an open like." I host a trans open mic here. Maybe it's not a good idea to have a bouncer shepherding people into bathrooms. And and he was like, well, it's to make sure that they're not having sex or doing drugs. And I'm like, that's not really my problem. Yeah. You're, you're trying to like make sure your bar doesn't get shut down at the expense of trans people. That's See, that's up. actually problematic behavior. And I called him in on it. You know, and and I love you, Stephen, but you got to do better. You got to do better. And you know it. You know it. Come on. Like, get your shit together. Yeah. You know, it's it's whatever. I don't know. Like, it's it's par for the course for any trans woman dealing with a gay man, like a white gay man in a primarily like cis gay male space. Right. You know, I may as I may as well be like like a a fucking poster on the wall. People touch me however they feel, tear me down, you know, like deface me. And I'm just like, whatever. They don't care about us in the long run. They don't. And like, if I, if I complained about every little thing that's happened to me in that fucking bar, Jesus Christ, we, I could, I could write, like a fucking novel about it volumes probably yeah yeah i have so many bad experiences at bars holy shit you know but i also have a lot of good experiences at metropolitan bar like a gender experts party um so like i try to focus on those positive things but also like if you're if if you've got a platform you need to be oh you need to keep like an open ear to those who actively are working with you exactly. instead of against you. Like exactly. part of the reason that, that Steven doesn't like me as a performer in his venue uh, or like as a host, a show host is because I will call him on his shit. Um, like it's fine. And I like, I know I'm difficult to, to work with, but in the past, I've been much more difficult than I am now, but right. I've got three years under my belt with hosting this trans open mic. And I've heard every, like every last thing any person has to say about what I'm doing wrong. And so now I'm like more seasoned and I'm like, all right, I hear what you're saying. I appreciate the feedback. And then if people decide, but because I come at them in like this way of, I appreciate your feedback. I'll take that into consideration. It's a very nondescript way of saying like, yeah, um, this is not helpful, but, you know, I'll keep it in mind in future. Right. That's Um, not good enough, I'm guessing. No. Uh, (laughs) Well, sometimes. Usually it is. Usually it's good enough. But, um, you know, every once in a while, I I stick my foot in my mouth in some way or another because I'm 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 drinking on stage, hosting a trans open mic. I usually get stoned, you know. Right. I, I I don't get nearly as drunk as I used to. 
Um, but I feel like I feel like when you're doing comedy, that's almost like a really awesome tool. Like whenever I used to a drink or two, sure. I feel like weed, especially though. Oh, a little bit. I yeah. I like having a little bit of weed, but my tolerance is higher now than it was. Yeah, like mine right now, it's just through the roof. Like I smoke three joints back to back and not feel shit. Oh my like, god, <laughs> this one, Fox. But I, if I have one drink, I'm dead. Like right now, I'm tipsy from just this. Like. See, I, I kind of like that, being a cheap date. It means I don't have to really drink as much. Right. Um, you know, speaking of cheap dates, uh, I have a bit of um, copy to read to y'all. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and amplify the voices of trans people with my show sad trainee poetry hour every (laughs) sunday from 4 to 5 p.m right here on radio free brooklyn we rely primarily on donations from listeners like you to help support our mission we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge you know just give us give us your like starbucks money for a day you know five bucks helps Wealthy um, queers, little wealthy white queers, we're looking at you. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. You know, we didn't ask nicely, but I, I guess I'm kind of. Um, you can pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent or dollar or hundred dollars helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford open those pockets y'all all contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law and if you really can afford to deduct like you know claim deductions on your taxes you can afford to donate to radio free brooklyn again that's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate and if you really really want to help a girl out you can donate to my show uh, sad trainee poetry hour, uh, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn Sundays, four to five p.m. at rfb.nyc/stp. That's rfb.nyc/stp, and click that green donate button. That helps pay my thirty-five dollar a month dues. Please, I can barely pay my rent on time. I It's not on time. It's just on time enough not to, like, incur a $50 late fee for being too poor to pay it on time. Hey, kid, want a month's supply of shelter? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, donate to me. If you just feel like giving me money because I'm awesome, uh, my Venmo is at Juno Tempest. Uh, I need a new phone badly. It barely holds a charge. The screen is busted. Uh, I have debt out the ass. So, like, getting a new phone is, you know, not my greatest priority. But it helps me, like, organize shows like this. So, Venmo at Juno Tempest. Um, Now that I'm done with the money grab... uh, Back to it. Um, la, 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 la. You know, the, the, the whole, to go back to the, the first topic of the day. The discourse? The discourse. Yeah, getting back dun, to the dun, discourse. Dun. Thank you. So, so, uh, You've the been... demanding of this, this, like, the, the, 
the pronouns in uh, they, them. Like, I think one problem, like, or it's not a problem, like, for people that actually care to, like, be supporting and sensitive, it's, it almost, like, feels like that non-binary people are insisting that the burden be on the other person. I have a problem with that. Is that, is yeah. that, do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, like. Because, I, because Joanne, the woman I live with, like, my my mama in Brooklyn, like, the I was dating a non-binary binary person. And I and I let let her know, like they them for this person, and then like I introduced like Juno's been around for a while, and Joanne was really worried that she used she for Juno, and she came out she's like, well, is that is that okay? I was like, no, 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 that was that was the last person I was with is non-binary, like right, and it's like it's like because she like really cares to like be supporting and like she's you know amazing. accepting, you Thank know that's you, Joanne for letting me stay in your house and eat your food and. Thank you for being so hospitable. And, but it's is it's not like for people that are supportive. It's it's it seems like it's it, then they feel like they're guilty when they don't know, right? When it's well, like and you're, that's you're, perfectly like, fine. It's perfectly fine to be concerned. But like it's, it's Joanne, an individual contract between if this is what you demand yourself, then that's what you have to go. You have to go around. That's your burden, unfortunately, right? Well, I I Within, agree like, the context and disagree of our society. because like when I was early in transition, I had to demand pronouns. But I was like, okay, my name is Janelle. We all know what's going on. This is the, a workplace. Like in my private time, like the burden lies on me. In the workplace, it does not because there are protections or there were. Um, I was working for the military, the U.S. Department of the Army, when I transitioned. Oh, boy. And there there were protections. And thank you to Tamara Lusardi um, for basically giving <laughs> giving me you through— protections like support for she, trans people? Okay, or? so Tamara Lusardi uh, filed an EEO complaint, which then turned into a lawsuit because she was— told and it went to uh the it went to the supreme court because she was told to uh use use bathrooms like very very far away she's she's the reason that gender neutral bathrooms well she's one reason uh le- like with the legal precedent setting the legal precedent that like restrooms are also the fact that like we separate the restrooms by gender is kind of fucked because we're all in there to pee. Literally. Yeah. We're all in there to expel waste. To purge That's our bladders. literally <laughs> the purpose of a bathroom. Uh, you know, it is a waste expulsion facility. I feel like it should be called that from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Because then you can call it a WAF, uh, a WEF, waste oh, expulsion WEF. facility, a WEF. I'm going to the WEF. It's like, uh, like in German, you say WC or Klo, like Wasser closet. Like, yeah, isn't a water closet? Yeah, water closet. <laughs> water closet. I'm going That's, to the water closet. And if you, you want some perfume, you got the water, toilet water. <laughs> I did want to um, 
say something about Z discourse real quick about the whole. Oh, yeah. I don't have any opinions on that. <laughs> I just have one little thing to say about it. Cool. Like, um, I don't know if you remember this. It's like a couple of days ago on Aaron's page. On oh, Aaron. yeah. Yeah. So Aaron made a very articulate post on how, like, why sometimes pronoun circles can be hurtful. That's and, how I found out about this shit, actually, is through Aaron. I, uh, I, like, I just kind of, like, befriended her. Oh, she's lovely. I love her. Yeah. But um, she made that post, and then, it's, like, this one person was commenting on it, saying that Contra has thrown NBs on, under the bus and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but... How? Because the only, like, she's made countless videos basically trying to legitimize non-binary people. Like, her second most recent video was all centered on debunking the idea of trans trenders. And apparently, like, that wasn't, like, nobody paid, no one said a shit about that, to my knowledge. Like, no one commended her for that. Yeah, also, trans trenders, not a thing. No. (laughs) Worst case scenario, if someone decides that, like, they, them pronouns are not for them... Oh my god, they can go back to using the pronouns they used before. Literally. Or they can go to using pronouns that fit them better. Literally. You know, it's not a big fucking deal. It doesn't need to be as complicated as they're making it. But the thing was, was I like, I was like to this person, like, what's the, like, what, how did she throw him under the bus? Like, can you provide me receipts of this? And so she links me to this, this tweet thread where this mm-hmm. person was like, oh, give me all your juicy ContraPoints tweet, like, takes. And this one person That's said. That's where I read. And this, this one person, we I shit there. you not, said that, well, it shouldn't like if pronoun circles make you feel clocked that shouldn't be a problem because the only reason that looking trans is bad should be when you're in public and need to avoid danger and that we need to teach cis people that being trans is a gift and if we make and if trans people feel bad about being clocked then it means that they're making they're putting they're saying they're trying to perpetuate the idea that looking trans is bad and i was like listen i'm allowed to feel dysphoric about my features without you trying to make it about you exactly like fuck off (laughs) i'm allowed to feel dysphoric without you making it about you yeah like (laughs) very true life is in a worst case scenario too at all you know yeah that's that's crazy it was so stupid and this person didn't respond to any of my well yeah that's how you know they know they're wrong exactly when they when when they peace out they're like yeah i'm not (laughs) that's actually a smart move uh also, don't delete your post because screen caps are a thing. The internet is forever. That will absolutely come back to bite you in the ass. It will. It absolutely If will. you must, if you must, <laughs> edit. Just put, just edit the post and don't change a thing under it. Just go edit in all caps and then, you know, explain yourself if you must. Literally. Um, because then that's called personal accountability and people... For the most part, respect like an, like any effort toward personal accountability. It's pretty rare these days. I mean, I I definitely have been called in. Uh, I've been called out only a couple times in a very minor way on the internet. Call out culture is a fucking thing. Um, so and that, that's part. that's why I'm really careful about the things I say around certain people. That's why I adopted uh, the, the, the stage name Juno Tempest in the first place is because I didn't want people associating what I was saying on stage with my, my legal name because I've had my name legally changed. If you don't mind uh, me asking, what is your 
I I will tell you after the show. Oh, okay, no problem. I got it's, you. It's all good. I, I got you. I just don't want people. Uh, it, so my legal name is just basically for people I'm really close with. And it's a way uh, of, it's, it's, it's a way I've found to make being in a spotlight mm-hmm. more bearable socially. Uh, because when I am Juno Tempest, I am on, and people know that Juno Tempest is a performer, but name redacted, my legal name. I got you. Is, uh, you know, that that person is vulnerable and not on stage right now. And that name sticks to you forever. Yeah, it yeah. does. It's on my tax documents. It's that name will follow me around the world on my passport. So I only give the, like names have power. This is okay. So Absolutely. like you know, we we both have uh, we both work. At, you've worked at Catland. I now work at Catland. Yeah. We're both witches. We know about we're, words we're have witch, power. Yeah, words have power. You know, so like think about it when when you are. I guess I I guess that's like the basis of this argument is that words have. Power, and certain people want certain words to have more power than others, um, or like to level the playing field. I guess is basically what what Contrapoints was saying. Like non-binary people want that. If you want to level the playing field and you're willing to go to bat, sure, that's awesome, great. I'm glad that that's your. That that's your platform, your hill to die on, right. so to speak. Vady Bedbug, love them. You know, if Never you heard. want it, uh, they are a, uh, a non-binary, like a trans non-binary performer in Brooklyn Nightlife. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. They're amazing. Um, they they are very adamant about, they they have found a great way of making they them pronouns required pronouns you know and they just have they on everything like that's their thing you notice how i haven't fucked up at all yeah i was i did a podcast yesterday uh with this uh this white cis dude comedian uh patrick holbert who i had on the show a couple weeks ago um you know and he talked very openly about like being into like uh like like femdoms and sissification mm-hmm. uh and like that's commendable only because he's a white cis hat dude in a like on a stage where people have paid money to see him and he's talking about this shit which i think is like it it's maybe not commendable, but it's it's worthy of a, a bit of admiration. At least you know, like put, at the very putting least. putting himself out there right. to that extent. You know, like that's that's his thing. He likes he he feels comfortable talking about it. That's great. Um, you know, but he he had like messed up with they them pronouns and stuff uh, in regards to just Tom and I. You know, I, I corrected him and he was like, well, yeah, I'm still like learning about pronouns. I'm like, that's that's great. I'm glad that you're willing to learn 
it's it's good to see that you want to do better because you fucked up and you're correcting it. I I don't need someone like tripping over pronouns. I just need them to correct themselves and yeah. move on. Especially when they try to make it about themselves after. That's what exactly. pisses me off the most. Exactly. I'm like as someone like I've had people like I'm I guess what you could I guess like where I'm at in my transition is I say I'm like semi passing. I have people be like Miss, sir, sir, miss all the time to me. And like, so I've kind of gotten used to just being like correcting people. But like a lot of times I don't have to now. But like when I do correct people, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Please keep being friends with me. Please, please. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, it's not about you. Move on. (laughs) For real. I like, like, (laughs) I I came to that conclusion very early on in transition where I, I like, it just made me feel less shitty. So I'm like, let me tell people the way they can make me feel less shitty. Yeah. Like, I don't need to hear apologies. I don't need to ha- hear how brave I am. I just need to hear she, her. Literally. Literally. And my my name. And may I just say that the whole, like, how brave you are thing irritates the fuck oh out of me. Oh, my God. Irritates same. the fuck out of me. I, I, so in this, in this <laughs> podcast that I was on yesterday, uh, it's, oh, God, I forget the name. It's, like, it, it was, like, uh, Ross, Ross and Patrick talking about stuff, I think is the name of the podcast. I'll I'll send uh, I'll I'll post a link once the podcast episode is up um in in my podcast archive uh description but uh they were fuck I'm I'm like a little stoned still and so I've lost my train of thought I'm tipsy from like half of this so I don't feel bad yeah <laughs> um I don't oh god whatever It'll come to me in a minute. Chuck it in the fuck it bucket. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that. I love that. Uh, oh, speaking of the fuck it bucket. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just the fuck bucket. <laughs> By law, legally the fuck bucket uh, is what I call it when I uh, co-host uh, Smut Slam every first Wednesday at under St. Mark's Theater at 94 St. Mark's Place. Uh, the next Smut Slam is Wednesday, October 2nd, come through. There's always a theme. Uh, tickets are $10. You can buy them online. Just look up Frigid NYC um, or Smut Slam NYC, and you can buy tickets and hear uh, great sex stories at uh, a sex storytelling show. I'm really mad that my lewd punk band didn't think of the name Smut Slam. Before well, you did. <laughs> well, I didn't think of it. It's oh. actually like a, uh, and Smut Slam NYC is not the first of its kind. It's uh. like there are legal requirements, <laughs> like calling it the fuck bucket. I can't call it the fuck it bucket, so I will call it legally the fuck bucket. <laughs> um, but I started hosting uh at at the last Smut Slam, and it's great. You can you can. Catch me hosting with Tess Henry, um, and you can I, win a, a win a win you a, can win sex toys. There we go. And there's free condoms and lube. If you tell a story, if you tell a story, there's the fuck bucket where you can put in a confession or a question, uh, which is part of like the franchise, I guess. Um, I, wa- I wanted to do too bukkake or not too bukkake. 
always two bukake. But avoid the eyes, because cum in the eyes really stings. Yeah, that'll ruin the night. (laughs) What's your what What's your opinion on a bukake, Hazel? Um, I'm sorry. What was What is it again exactly? Bukake is uh like basically a bunch of dudes jizzing on someone. Ah, okay. Someone. I mean, like, I'm I'm pretty. I'm a. I can't say I've had many people jizz on me in my time. It's never quite been my thing. Oh, um, see, I love it. I like it when, like, my biggest kink is getting my face sat on. Like, Ooh, I love that's that. also I like a not being able to breathe. That's my favorite oh. thing. <laughs> see, I, I'm a big fan of choking. It takes, yes. like, finding someone who's good at choking me out. It's oh an my art. God. It's truly an it art. Really People is. don't understand that. I've only ever had one person who was able to like choke me out to the point where I'm like this close, like a couple of <laughs> millimeters away from passing out into unconsciousness and then like easing up ever so slightly so that like get a the, smidge the, of air, <laughs> the renewed. Well, it's it's like a blood choke uh. is the thing. It's it's like like restricting blood flow which then like reduces oxygen to the brain which then if long enough held will cause you to pass out versus like a windpipe choke which Mm. can be damaging to the tissues of the esophagus um while doing the same thing but a lot more damaging which this is becoming like an epidemic now of dudes choking bitches out to death Actually, oh, is it? Yeah, really? it, yeah, it is. There's yeah, like a whole bunch of guys who've been been tried now. Consent is key. Also, like, don't fucking, you know, like, ease your way into it. I feel like that's really like the number one advice I can give any wannabe top is like ease yourself into it. Yeah. Also, if you can't bottom, don't top. Touche. This is why this is why I like this is why I know my place is a bottom. This is exactly why I know my place is a bottom. New York City, the city of bottoms. Seriously. It's like a endangered species over here finding a top. Top scarcity <laughs> is real. That's yeah. I like I joke with Fox that he's taken me off the market and like created created a very large void of tight virgin holes to be filled. In New York, over here. seriously, and I'm like, I'm mostly trans traffic and mostly date other trans women. And let me tell you, try to find a trans woman who's a top. It's it's a task. Not too many of them out there, <laughs> right here. Juno Tempest, Fox, you are a lucky, lucky fox. I've been told to like anthropomorphize you into a literal fox. Yeah, the one so that, that it's fit furries. in your pocket. I think was what was said. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, a fox lives in my pocket, um, gr- like grazes on my dick all the time. <laughs> it's, it's great. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're an anthropomorphized fox now. That's, that's what I, like must be the dream. They live in the dream. It really um, is. Absolutely. Oh shit. We I got, mean, that's where that came from. We, we got four more minutes, so I'm oh, going no. to, uh, put on a little, little bit of music um to close us 
out. I just have one quick question. Yeah, sure. May I ask, and you don't have to tell me like what your guys' signs are? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, do oh, she'll happily tell you what mine is. He's a Gemini. <laughs> she, uh, I want to do the whole ass chart, not just... <laughs> He's a okay. Gemini. I'm a Pisces. Of course you are. Pisces sun, Aries moon, Pisces rising. What that Aries fuck? moon. That Aries moon doll. My friend, my best friend is a Pisces sun, Aries moon, Aries rising. So. <laughs> really? Yeah, my best friend. Yeah. Oh my God. Anybody want to guess what I am? Really? I have my sun sign tattooed on my hand. So and y'all Aries. can look at it. Oh, fuck you. Yes, I'm an Aries sun. I, I, I <laughs> clock that in an instant. I know. I act like it. Guess what my moon and rising is? No idea. I'm a Scorpio moon with the Gemini rising. I'm built on a double-edged sword, to say yep, the least. Yeah, you are. <laughs> what is, what's, what's your moon again? I have no clue. I I, I clocked it for him. I, I, I did his natal chart at some point, but, you know. But let me tell you, being an airy Scorpio moon, it's like boiling water it's it's hard oh i know <laughs> i i can imagine it's not a fun time oh lord hazel uh do you have any anything you wish to promote in these last two minutes of the show um yeah actually uh, i'm not a very cool person i don't do a lot with my life but the one thing i do do do-do do-do hi <laughs> Is um I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Ashell Chemical before. Yeah, yeah. I have. You can find it at Catland Books. Yeah, I'm actually their apprentice. They're oh, one and only. Awesome. So, um, that's pretty fucking great. <laughs> we just put out a new set of incenses called uh, Forest Spirit Incenses, and it's all themed on woodland creatures. And we have toad incense, deer incense, corvid, and like all these. You know, not typically made into incense animals. So nice. check it out. <laughs> Do that. Um, I am Juno Tempest. You can find me on all social media at Juno Tempest. September 16th is set, uh, genre reassignment, Brooklyn's only trans open mic with Jess Tom. Come through to that. Five to $10 suggested donation. You can Venmo at Juno Tempest if you wish to donate, even the, if you cannot be there. Up next on Radio Free Brooklyn, we have Reciprocity Radio hosted by Amanda McLeod. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're listening upstairs at 100 Bogart, uh, find me at the mixer. We have a monthly mixer every uh, first Sunday of the month. Uh, so do that. Or maybe second Sunday. I don't know. It's the eighth. Genre assignments next week? Yeah. And, I'll uh, have to come if I'm not camping, which I might be. Well, also, Tuesday is Gender Experts Party at Metropolitan Bar. Ooh. Come through. That's After a free they, show. After what Metropolitan Bar did to my friend, I'm not super thrilled with them. No one was happy with Metropolitan Bar at the genre assignment. It's all no. good. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, the discourse is real. Keep it real. Scalping teeth. Love you all.